This is the old Trailblazer broadcast. This is Pastor Albert Pendorvis, pastor here of Radio Missions, where the gospel goes out on a regular basis. The Sunday service is here, Wednesday night, Sunday night service. Then we have the Trailblazer uh, every day, uh, on five days a week. If you'd like to be on our mailing list to receive our Voice of Truth magazine, it's a quarterly magazine that we put together here. You write us and let us know. We'll put your name on there. We don't call you and beg you for money, none of those things. We just want to know if you like to hear the gospel, we'll send it to you. Put you on our mailing list, and we have uh, 400 titles, over 400 titles of Pastor Shelton messages in print. If you'd like to have some of them, write me. I'll send you a catalog. And uh, also, you can pick and choose which ones you'd like, maybe to give out in the drugstore or in the hospital room, wherever you go. And uh, many folks are doing that thing. And then you old truckers out there, some of you I hadn't heard from lately. Uh, let me hear from you. You may be tied up in the shop somewhere, but let me hear from you. If you're heading down I-40, I-85, I-95, wherever you are, maybe out there on the West Coast in uh, I-70, give me a call. Give me a shout. Give me a shout out. And let me hear from you. The old Trailblazer would like to hear from you. My phone number here is air code 225-664-8658. Let's get back to our study. We're bringing you a series of studies now on the home the first home, and now we're looking at the husband as the head of the home. And we just got in there yesterday, and we want to look now at the head of the home, man, the head of the home, from this angle. That is, the love of the husband for his wife and family. Now, in Ephesians 5.23, we want to read a few verses there. And listen, would you listen? Would you sit up and listen? I don't know what time it is you hear these messages. Some folks hear me at 4 o'clock in the morning. But would you sit up, take notice? Listen to this, uh, Ephesians 5. For the husband is the head of the wife, even as Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, as the church is subject unto Christ, so let the wives be to their own husbands in everything. Husbands, love your wife, even as Christ also loved the church and gave himself for it, that he might sanctify and cleanse it with the washing of water by the word, that he might present it to himself a glorious church, not having spot or wrinkle or any such thing, but that it should be holy and without blemish. So ought men to love their wives as their own body. He that loveth his wife loveth himself. For no man, no man ever hated his own flesh, but nourish it and cherish it even as the Lord the church. For we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. For this cause, now listen, for shall a, this cause shall a man leave his father and mother, be joined unto his wife, and they too shall be one flesh. This is a great mystery, but I speak concerning Christ and the church. Nevertheless, let every one of you in particular so love his wife even as himself, and the wife see that she reverence her husband. Now, that's God's word, my friend. If you want to go back there and read it, that's in Ephesians, uh, let's see, chapter 5. Ephesians chapter 5. Do you good to read that whole chapter? And we're looking at uh, the husband, the head of the wife, and uh, how the husband should love his wife. You know, you don't need to be told, do you, how to love your wife? Maybe we have to. Here we have set forth in God's word, Christ and the church. As Christ loved the church, so the husband is to love his wife. 
as Christ gave himself for his church, so the husband is to give himself for his wife. I don't believe that a wife that is worth anything at all would mind bowing in submission to her husband. No, who would love her as Christ loves his church. If she doesn't respond to that, she ought to not be let live. This is one thing that should be settled before marriage, that you love each other. Oh, I remember early on in my younger days, Pastor Shelton told us that when he counseled with a couple to get married, he asked the man, said, are you willing to get up every morning and look across the breakfast table at this young woman with her hair up in rollers back there when they used to roll their hair and sleep in them and all of those things? I thought it was comical, but no, my friend, this is a long-term contract that we make, and I, I try to do that same thing. I ask my, my marriage couples when I marry them, are, do you love this man? Do you love him when he's uh, late coming home at night? Do you love him when he has problems? Do you love him when he's not lovable? And then I say the same thing to the man. You take this woman whose, hold, whose hand you're holding, look her in the eyes and say, darling, I love you. I'll always love you. Do you do that? Can you do that, my friend? My wife and I have been married 60 years. You say, oh, pastor, that's a long time. Well, I often facetiously say, well, it's a long time to stay with the same woman. But my friend, I never never had any reason, never had any desire to look after another woman. I haven't. Now, you know, that takes grace. I know that with life is not easy. I, heard, I had a friend of mine tell me that his mom and dad had been married 60 years and they never had an argument. I said, well, there's something wrong there. Either one of them has dominated the other so much that she's afraid to say something, or either you lie in one or the other. Because life is not a bed of roses, my friend. But it's, it's a lifetime of commitment, my friend. I know we just read in the paper recently that only about 40% of our couples in America don't believe in getting married. They just shack up. They just shack up, my friend. Now, what kind of a life is that? Let me ask you that. Are you shacking up? You may be... I have a wife and two or three. I have a woman and two or three children, but you're just shacking up. Are you? Are you? Is that just a temporary thing with you? And you want looking for an outlet to get out and leave the children on the welfare and your wife on food stamp just as soon as you can. You ought to be hung. You ought to be hung if that's your attitude. Well, we're gonna try it out before we get married. My goodness, alive! That's the furthest from what the Lord wants us to be. But my friend, it's a lifetime commitment, and I know. I know that things happen, and I, I understand. I, I tell people I was born at night, but I wasn't born last night. I know I know that people are mismatched sometimes. They just can't do things. But, my friend, the Bible is very plain on what you should do. And But listen, let's go back to our study now. Often I've said the average marriage today is nothing but a, a legalized adultery, and that's all it is, not based on love, not based on great foundation principle of building a home and raising a family just based on lust. As one man said, well, if it doesn't suit me, I'll get me another one. I've heard folks say that. What kind of hellish doctrine is that? I've never been able to understand how a man can mistreat a woman. I mentioned that in our last study or two, speaking about the first home and the man, the head of the home. I made a call attention to this. A woman that um, her husband slaps around, she needs to call the law and have him arrested and put him in jail. Well, he's my children's daddy and he brings the food in. Well, Somebody will take care of you. I wouldn't allow no man to slap you around. No, ma'am, don't do that. And uh, I know, I know things happen. I know they happen. I've seen it. I've witnessed those things. 
uh, all the days of my life. But my friend, it's not right. It's not what the Lord wants you to do. But listen, I've never been able to understand how a man can mistreat a woman. To build a home and rear a family, raise a family, it's not a joke. It's not a, it's not a light thing. It's not to be taken frivolously or lightly. It's, it has a great responsibility connected with it, my friend. Now, I've never understood how a man, how you men, maybe, maybe you ought to slink off like an egg-sucking dog if I'm talking to you this morning, if you've mistreated your wife. How can a man mistreat her? Oh, my friend, listen. The woman, to me, is sacred. She's the Lord. The Lord made her to be, uh, in most times, frail and, and the weaker vessel. And uh, the Lord made her to be, take, took her from his side, one of his ribs, to be loved and cherished. And uh, how can any man mistreat her? I don't understand. I know, I know, and I'm going to speak about that in a minute. I know we have some hellish women. I've seen them, my friend. I know some that they would fight a circle saw and give it three rounds to start with. And I don't know how any man could stay with that woman. But And that's another point I'm going to make in a minute or two. But my friend, if you have a sweet wife, it's easy easy to deal with. And, and then you mistreat her, you're worse than a skunk. You are. you worse than a skunk. How a man can lay his hand upon his wife to bruise her body, and especially, especially if she's been the mother of his children, how can you come home staggering, drunk as an old owl, and mistreat your wife? My friend, how can you live with your conscience, if you even have one, nagging at her and fussing her about all the things because your old stingy heart, your miserly spirit, don't want your wife to buy a new dress or buy the kids nothing, and you want to take the money and blow it in in the saloon? My friend, you ought to go off and dig a hole and call, crawl in it and pull the dirt in behind you somewhere. I don't have no sympathy for you. I don't. May God have mercy on you. I, I just don't have no. I don't have no 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 time for a guy, a man that will mistreat his his wife. I don't care who she is. He took her. He married her. He knew her before he married her, and uh, he he knew and he and if he knows anything about spiritual life, he knows how he's supposed to treat her. And that goes for you, mother, woman. You living in a home and always cantankerous and always always causing a squabble. I know there's men, there's women like that. Children, children can't have any peace at all. Mama's always a squawking and a fussing and, and raising hell and wanting everything and can't have it. And I know that must be a miserable life. No wonder men drink. No wonder men drink. I'll tell you this little story Pastor Shelton told me. He said this man was drinking and his wife tried to stop him from it and said she uh, figured out a way. He said she weighed outside by the woodpile one night and put a sheet over her head and when he come in, she said, boo at him. And he said, who is that? She said, uh, I'm the devil. He said, I'm glad to meet you because I married your sister. Isn't that something, my friend? You, you think about that a minute. He said, I married your sister. Oh, my friend. Maybe, maybe you married the devil's sister. Or maybe you married his brother. But I'm telling you, my friend, grace makes a difference. Have you ever asked the Lord for grace for your marriage? To hold your marriage together and don't run off to a divorce court somewhere? Three, four little old snotty-nosed children going to suffer, go into orphan's home or, or, or the state take them over and, and, and no telling who will raise them. My friend, my friend, the Lord's going to hold you responsible. That's the point I'm trying to make in these studies. The Lord is going to hold you responsible, brother. Sister, the Lord's going to hold you responsible. Not only that you don't tear them, carry them to church, but that you abuse them by, by spending all the money and not have enough groceries on the table to take care of them. 
And I know those things happen. Don't don't tell me they don't. I know all about it. And uh, But I'll be back tomorrow with another study. We're going to keep this up. And if you'd like to, write me, call me, and help me with the broadcast. If you, if you care anything, may, may some of this go home to your heart. May you begin today to rebuild your home, Dad. The Lord is forgiving. He said he stands ready to forgive. Make a clean breast of it. Say, Lord, I've been a terrible person with my family. Lord, forgive me. Give me grace to go in there and, and, and apologize and make, make it up to my wife and start to treat her right. Not just for today, not just for tonight, but from now on. This is the old trailblazer. Remember my address? Post Office Box 1810, Walker, Louisiana, 70785. Goodbye and God bless you. Oh,